All three Beards Media podcasts originate from the Gravitate Coworking Studio, sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. Broadcasting live from the Gravitate Coworking Studio, and I'm sorry you had to see Jim's picture last, and that's the last thing that's in your mind. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Save the Here's best for last. <laughs> so Ben's like the middle child. I'll yes. take that. Yeah. How's yeah. it going, fellas? Good. Great. Great. How's uh, how's the last two weeks been? Good. I mean, we're getting right into the swing of things, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, got tested a little bit on Tuesday, last Tuesday. That's Oof. for darn sure. That, yeah. that's, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that, maybe. Yeah. We'll get into that. <clears throat> um, you know, just getting going. Battling how's injuries. Battling yeah, how's, every, how's everybody feeling health-wise? I'm actually feeling a lot better than I was the first week or so of the season. I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> would you would you please elaborate? Oh, uh, you know, um, I turned and planted at a game. It was probably Pella was where I first did it, and uh, my right calf kind of popped a little bit. Didn't think a lot of it. I mean, going up and down the floor, we. We have our various um, issues every year, right? Especially the yep. older we get, Jim. Yep. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> icy hot, whatever, biofreeze, ibuprofen, kind of just your standard referee stuff, right? Well, kept getting worse. And then, as we'll talk about, we had a long, long, long game uh, Tuesday night, last Three Tuesday months. night. <laughs> three long yeah three long ones <laughs> and uh it cramped up and i actually ended up tearing a portion of my right calf so i got a kind of swollen leg and foot and bruising and trying to get through pt and got a new calf sleeve today so uh just limping my way through it sorry carry me boys the oh, silver yeah. lining is you have two calves <laughs> that's true <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Speaking Life. of carrying you, what's going to change now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, Jim, I just Jim, want to remind right you on. who asked you to be a part of the crew. I, I know, I know. But the thing was, you asked me to be part of the crew. I didn't have to be part of your family. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the only reason, Jim. Oh, I'm just, just, 
Just kidding, Sam. <laughs> Does everybody know okay. that Sam's related to me? They do not. I don't know. I, I, do I wasn't really going to say it out loud, but you just did. So I guess they know now. What are yeah. we, second cousins or something like that? Twice yeah. removed. What is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's good enough to be on his crew, Jim. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sam. Oh, what a slow yeah, start for us. Talking about me gimping around and Sam being related to me. Oof. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we got we got we got we got to get this thing going a little bit hey, better than that. It it'll get better. I'm excited for tonight. We have a really awesome guest coming on, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a really good show. Um, but last show was kind of fun, right? We had our our families on. We talked about, um, you know, why of course why we do it is because really we become a family, and then we have to give a shout out to the people that obviously are at home when, when we're on the road, but, uh, Ben, you had your two daughters on and Jim, you had a granddaughter and I had Missy and the three boys. It was, it was kind of crazy here in my house, but. <laughs> Isn't that normal? I mean, that's yeah, just a standard say, day. Pretty much. Day. Yeah. I mean, I got to lock myself in the basement while I'm, I mean, right now while I'm doing this, <laughs> but yeah. But if you right. see one of them just show up, don't be surprised. So. I thought I could hear them in the background, maybe a little bit. You might be able to, you know, they're probably watching Disney and um, <clears throat> playing football and getting hurt. So nice, nice. But uh, and Jim talked about fool's rules last time. The uh, three seconds in the lane. Yeah, it wasn't an amazing. We've still have people that during the last few games yelling for three seconds, even coaches. So, um, you know. <laughs> It's going to be there all the time, no matter what, but hopefully we can enlighten people a little bit on these rules. I think yeah. literally, Jim, it was the first game after break, and you had to explain that to a coach, right? Yes. Yes. So yes. I guess I guess the moral of the story is we need more fans, more parents, more coaches, more players watching our podcast. Absolutely. So everybody, so everybody that's out there, make sure you're sharing this with everybody you know, because we're trying to help. We're just trying to help all of you. Yep. yep. We're, we're trying to help you, and we're also trying to make our lives easier. Yeah. So if you yep. if if we can help you help us, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because it was it was just the exact situation we talked about. Uh, kid grabbed or got the pass in the lane. He was probably in there for two seconds. Caught the ball, drove to the lane, and shot the ball. And, you know, I have the coaches on me about three seconds. And, you know, we talked about it. As long as he's driving to the basket, we don't have a count anymore. I said, if he would have passed it out from there, we'd have had three seconds. But he shot the ball, so we didn't. The and best one, think... though, Jim, Go ahead. is when is when you, you're trying to do preventative officiating, right? Talk to the kid. Hey, make sure you work the lane, get out. Yeah. And he said – and he was still in the lane, but he said to you, well, but I passed it out. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes, exactly. That was, that, that did happen too. Yeah. He passed it out and he stayed in the lane. I called three seconds and he didn't like it, but yeah, it's not three yeah. seconds in the lane with the ball. That is not it. So I think that again, the moral of the story is not all players and not all coaches know the rules mm -hmm. and Absolutely. we sure try to know all the rules and, and you know, so. Yep, for awesome. sure. 
So let's uh, let's kind of recap the last two weeks. We've been, uh, of course, we had Thanksgiving break. That was kind of nice. Got Ben's calf maybe healed up a little bit before he tore it again. <laughs> That's so true. And then, uh, yeah, and then on the 27th of November, we were at Lennox against Red Oak. That was our first boys game, right? Official yes. boys game of the season. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we'd had the Jamboree, but that wasn't an official game. So um, it was nice to get uh, have a night where we have both the girls and the boys kind of like the rest of the season for the most part. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it was good. Both games, I thought, were pretty competitive, really. Um, fun night. Yeah, yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. Not much. Um, popcorn. We did have popcorn. So, popcorn ratings on that one, Lennox. Uh, pretty decent, right? I mean, yeah. I had a I had a seven point seven. Sam was seven point six, and Jim was seven point eight. So, honestly, that's kind of a unanimous, pretty darn good bag of popcorn, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had kind of, I mean, they were good to us: chicken sandwich, Snickers, and and a Powerade after. So, props to them. Yep. Shout out Linux. Absolutely. I think while we're talking about it, maybe we should come back to Pella real quick and just <laughs> explain that explain that, hey, listen, your your popcorn was was good. Um, but we couldn't just give you a nine point two out of the gate, you know. So it was right. probably better than our Yeah, we probably should have than our ratings. Probably, yeah, the ratings probably were definitely better on that. It was just first night out and we thought I think we had to start somewhere in the middle and go from there. But yeah, we would definitely rate that higher now that we've uh, rated a few others. That's fair. I mean, we were, we averaged around six, roughly, you know, six on that. And that probably wasn't fair. So yeah. um, Shout out Pella. Your popcorn was better than a six. Um, But we had some, we had some really strong popcorns this week. I'll just say that. Yeah, we We did. did. Yep. So it was, it was good. So after the 27th, the 28th, we go to Gilbert versus Roland Story. Yeah. This is the good, good girls game in that in that too. I mean, um, it was rebound, ball up the floor, made basket, get it out of the net, get it back in bounds, and it was running up and down the floor. And yeah, it was nice. Flow. Also, a 94 foot floor, so yeah. it's a lot of movement there, which. I assume most everybody listening understands that a 94 foot court is basically like a college floor, right? It's a bigger floor. And yeah. in a lot of the high schools we're, we're in, you can vary from 94 to probably 84 or maybe even less. I mean, Linux yeah, probably has got, one of those. Yeah. I think there's some that are 80 and, and, you know, I think a general rule is high schools are 84, but there are some right. that maybe are just a little bit smaller than that too. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I think Linux is one of those, right? It may be 80 because right. we have to step away like the, the out of bounds, you know, area is not very big and we have to step away so we don't break our fingers pointing at the wall when we have an out of bounds. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. And, and you know, that that doesn't sound like a lot, but man, that bigger floor makes a difference, especially when you have a long night like we did. So, yes, for sure. Sam? Yeah, to, to the boys game. Yeah, the the boys game 
you know, it was back and forth, uh, close, close pretty much the whole entire game. And at the end of the fourth quarter, it was really close as in like tied. And, uh, so we go to overtime we think, all right, one more, one more period. Nope. Go to the second overtime. All right. Well, we'll finish it here. Nope. Third overtime. <laughs> Triple your fun. <laughs> it was it overtime. And you know, the thing about the overtimes, it wasn't for lack of scoring. No, both no. teams continue to score. They just happen to score the same amount of points. It, I I'll mean, it, it ended thing, up 94 to 87. So, I mean, lots of points scored. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed that was good was at the end of the fourth quarter, the fouls don't reset like the other quarters. So every right. foul, you know, we were shooting yeah. two shots. And right. I thought that maybe that would limit the number of overtimes, but obviously it didn't. Right. Yeah. And just so everybody you know knows that basically overtime is just an extension of the fourth quarter. It's not actually a new period. So we don't reset the fouls on that. It is the, just an extended fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah, good point. Yep. And with three overtimes, I think we did run into a couple kids fouled out, but not a lot, right? I mean, it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah it really was. <clears throat> and honestly, the play, I will say the play was fantastic um, for an early season game. I think one kid for Roland Story had 44. Is that 44? Right? Yes. Yeah. Um. And, and when we talk about the, the three overtimes, they weren't, you know, it sounds like it was close the whole way, but honestly, it felt like a team would get up three, four, five, six, I think even up to six points. And mm-hmm. then we had one big shot after another to keep those overtime periods going to tie it back up. So, man, it was it was well played and unfortunate that somebody had to lose. But, man, what a what a great what a great night. Yeah, yeah it was one- awesome. I don't remember if it was the first or second overtime, but I remember when uh, Gilbert had the ball underneath the basket with 1.8 seconds left, taking out of bounds after a timeout, needed a three to tie it, throw it in bounds. Uh, kid puts one up, horn goes off while it's in the air and goes right through and we're into another overtime. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was an exciting game. Those, those are, you know, even though they're uh, maybe take a little toll on your body and, and even your, even your mind, um, they're fun to do. They're fun to do. Yep, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That was that much was much more really fun than any thirty-five point uh, running clock game is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, yep. and really through all of that, the coaches were fantastic, right? I mean, they were. Yeah, yeah. players were great. Coaches were great. Fans were great. I mean, it was just a, a great night, a long great night. atmosphere, great, great night. So, yep, props. Yep. yep, absolutely. Pop- popcorn that night wasn't too shabby either. Yep, they treated us well. Um. Seven and a half for me. Sam, you were up at 8.2 and uh, Jim at, at 8.0. Yeah. Good popcorn. Yeah. Right amount yep. of salt. Perfect. And wasn't he nervous about it? Didn't you mention we needed popcorn? And yeah. Mentioned yeah. The podcast and he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All worried about it. And it turned out at that point, it was one of our highest scores, probably. Yeah. I think it was, it was up to, at, at that, that point. point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not to mention not to mention the three big twenty-four ounce piece teas that we got. That yeah, right. My kids were thrilled to have. Yep. 
for sure. And then we had we had sandwiches there also, didn't we? Yes, I blacked we did. out. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. Yep. We had chicken sandwiches, I believe, there also. Yeah. 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 That's correct. Really yep. Good stuff. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Gilbert. Thank you, yes. Gilbert and Roland Story, for an amazing night. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And then the last game that we've had the last two weeks, December first, we were at Mount Air against Southwest Valley. Um, you know, Mount Air is home to one of our old, old retired <laughs> retired partners, the uh, Hall of the Famers, legend, the legend, Scotty Giles. So he's Hall athletic director, athletic director down there, and treated us amazing, and it was great to see him and uh, spend a little time with him down there. And also, Scott's evaluating officials. You know, obviously with you know, the hundred years of officiating he has, he has some, some knowledge. So he's sharing that with officials. So that's great to get down there and mm -hmm. hang out with him. So, yeah. One thing that he does down there that I think is really nice and uh, um, probably will uh, piggyback on it when we ha finally get our gym back open again is he has two cones set up right outside the door of the gym that he sets in, in parking spots. Well, one or two, depending on how many are coming. We went, came down to two cars cause these guys didn't want to ride with me. And uh, so Correct. he has those saved, and he we call him beforehand. He comes out, moves the cone, we park, we go right in the gym. So you know that that's that means a lot, especially when you're getting out, going home. It's cold out, and you've taken a shower, and right there's the car to 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 get into. So shout out to Scott Giles on the way he treats officials and, and just the way he does everything as an athletic director. He does a great job. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and also the, we got the uh, <clears throat> the uh, the postcards or the postcards from the student ambassadors. Yes, yes, that was a nice touch too. You know, kids taking the time to handwrite postcards saying thanks for being an official, thanks for your time. Um, just that nice little gesture really makes it all worth it. So. Agreed. And that and in that too was included like that that ambassador group had made us essentially like little gift bags that had um cheeseburger and uh like a slim jim and uh what else was in there? Condiments condiments condiments, yes. condiments yes. were condiments. in there. Um had our names on them. It said Ben, Sam, and Dummy. Don't do it. <laughs> and we knew which one was Jim. If I could smack you through the computer, I would. Well, you Saint, can't. Saint Pride, Jim. <laughs> Go Saints. <laughs> oh, my. So I hate you so much, but better get to the well, popcorn. Popcorn. Um, honestly, and this doesn't have anything to do with Scotty. This nope. was legit the best popcorn we've had so far. The bar mm -hmm. has been yep, set, right? Set. Yeah. I went 8.6. Whoa. Uh, Sam, 8.4, and Jim, 8.5. Like, that's unanimous. It was delicious. And it was. Uh, it's going to be hard to top the rest of the year, I think. It is. Yeah. But bar's been but set. But that's Scott. That's Scott, right? He sets the bar and, and does 
does everything yeah. to the best of his ability. And yeah, absolutely. Yep. Couple good games that night. Um, really have nothing uh, negative to say about any of it. Just had a, had a great week really last week. Yeah. I, I Thanksgiving. A lot of fun. It yep. really was. Yeah. Except having to ride by myself down to Mount Air, but you know, it is what it is. Ben and I did Ben and I didn't mind that one bit. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, I mean the weather was horrible, Jim. It was it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah, fair, we, we, I'm tired of listening to you now. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh it's time for you. It's it's fool's rules time, Andrew. Ooh. They fooled me, Jerry. Yeah. So our fool's rules for today is going to be the block charge. Um, Can't wait to hear this. Simple call. Simple call, Jim. It's the easiest call in the game of basketball. I mean, because basically all we do is flip a coin while we're out on the floor, and if it's heads, it's a block. Tails, it's a charge. Right? Very non-controversial. Oh, nobody, well, everybody agrees with it all the time. I mean, we've got two mm-hmm. players going in. We have a collision. Somebody might be on the floor and we give, we make the call a block or a charge and everybody's happy. Yep. Half the time we have our eyes closed. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I say, flip a coin. We are blind. It's a, it is <laughs> one of these or we got a block. So anyway, the most probably missed, understood part of this rule is when you hear and we hear coaches say it too and especially the crowd and we call a charge and they yell that the defensive player wasn't set meaning he has to be standing still and that is incorrect they have to first establish legal guarding position what is legal guarding position before we have any without contact, two feet on the floor facing the defender. Two feet on the floor facing the defender. At when you establish that, you can now move laterally at an angle, backwards, and you can be moving. If the offensive player initiates the contact at that point, it is a charge. Okay. If not, if the if he doesn't have legal guarding position and we have let me say not just contact, illegal contact, we have a block. Um, so sometimes it is difficult to make those calls. Sometimes we might make the wrong one, but we are trying to first officiate the defense. We're looking to make sure that they've got that legal guarding position, both feet on the floor facing the opponent without any contact to begin with, and then they can move. And as long as they keep that legal guarding position and we have illegal contact by the offensive player, we have a charge. Anything you guys want to add to that? I mean, I, I know, it, and the thing is, it's sometimes it's really, really tough. We're, we're not, we're not uh, joking about that part. It is tough sometimes, but we do make the best call that we can make on that. We, we really don't guess. We don't flip a coin. We, we officiate the defense and we go from there. Yep. Um, I guess we, we were going to have some videos that didn't work out tonight, unfortunately. Um, we'll try to have that on a future one. Um, but I think, uh, you know, everything you're saying about moving and making a choice 
and all of these things, you know, everybody has the benefit of seeing these as it happens generally, right? The, the crowd yeah. probably has the best view a lot of times. We are close to the play. Often the play is coming right at us and we have to make a decision like that, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk about officiating the defense or maybe officiating the offense. And I think what I do personally for me is I'm trying to decide who initiated the contact. One, is my defender legal? And two, who initiated the contact? Absolutely. Um, and that that's what I try to do, whether it's right or wrong. You know, that that's up for debate. But that that's how I try to simplify it so that I can make that choice in a split second. And that leads me hopefully to a better percentage of getting it right than wrong. Right. Agreed. Right. Agreed. And another thing from an official's perspective is if you've got two officials who mm-hmm. put their hands up and have a foul. <laughs> make we sure you make not, eye contact. Yeah, we do not want to blarge. And that basically means that one official is coming out hard with the block and the other one's coming out with the offensive foul. And now we've got a double foul situation Um, because, uh, and that's what we talk about. There's, there's double whistles in a game. Sometimes there's a triple whistle. We won't talk about that right now, but um, if you have a double whistle, you know, we always, we, we, we look at each other and we try to make sure if it's contact that's in the lane, we're going to give it up to the lead who's underneath the basket that we figure they've got a better shot at it. But, uh, you know, we try to hold our call. We don't want to come out with it real hard until we know it's ours. And then we're going to make the call um, because there's, there's times where we'll go in the locker room after we've had a, we've had a double whistle and we might even ask, you know, did you have the same thing? And I might say, well, no, this is what I, I thought, but you probably had a better view. And, you know, sometimes we um, agree to disagree. For sure. And and I think that's a really good point, Jim, is, you know, I was at a game Monday night. I had the um, night off and was able to watch a game um, that Winterset was playing in. And my daughter's a manager, so I was there. And it's interesting to debate those calls even as officials, right? And I would say yeah. us three on the floor might disagree about it even after watching it on film we might disagree about it and and i think that's just what we need to express is man it's a it's a tough call we're trying to get it right but sometimes we don't and that's probably the one where we're going to have to discuss with the coach like yeah maybe i blew it or i I didn't see it that way this is the way i saw it and we got to move on right yep Mm -hmm. Yep. so agree andrew had a good our, our producer andrew had a good question here for us he says uh do any of you guys dramatize your block charge signals for fun? For fun? For fun. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming I like an Eddie, he's thinking of Eddie Hightower, right? Gotta be. I, I would think so. <clears throat> um, I mean, but I, yeah, I think sometimes, man, when you know it, it's like, it's that big call. I think Sam even, you know, he did uh, tell us he had one last night. We won't say what he said about it, but, you know. <laughs> Sometimes, I you that just, thing. sometimes you you'd come out from underneath the baseline and you bang that charge. I mean, it's hand behind the head and you are punching that thing out there because, you know, you, you're making sure everybody knows that you were right on that call. Right. 
And, you know, talking about the if you have a double whistle and you're holding, once you have the nod that it's your call, that's even more reason to really, really hit that hard, right? Yeah, to, yeah. to let people know that you're confident in this call and we are either staying here and having shots or we're going the other way. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, that's, that's a huge thing for, uh, I think you can um, ease coaches minds and sometimes even people in the stands when you come out and you are confident about your call. Sell the shit out of it. Yeah. Cause sometimes we get you, you watch officials and they're, they're just kind of, uh, not sure I got that right. Well, everybody sees that in the crowd. And so then you get everybody thinking, Oh, he doesn't have the right call. Well, if you are confident and you make that call and go on from there, people, I think, respect that and think, and I think sometimes you just fool them that you are, that you know that you're, you made the right call. I know yeah. what the heck I'm doing and I got that call right is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If you, if, you, if you have a strong whistle and you're confident, you're, you're almost there. Yep. And I think it's, you know, Andrew's right. It's a way to have a little bit of fun with the game too, right? Oh, absolutely. Maybe a hop and a, you know, bam, let's go. I mean, cause sometimes we got to get the, the Scotty G hoop video on here um, yeah. because I mean, he's the best at it. We all try to <laughs> emulate it, but it just doesn't, we can't, nobody can do it as good as Scotty. So we, I don't we know how Scott that. has a head shoulder replacement. I, I'm, I, he, I'm sure he I will. Think probably in about five or so years, he's going to have to, even or that he's, he's not going to be able to lift anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can spend a whole podcast on hoop. So let, let's save that. But yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a coming. Fair warning, Scott. Going to be video of you, buddy. Hey, let me ask you absolutely. this one question because I was watching a game last night. Um, what happens when you do, because we talked about the block charge, what happens when you do call, and it doesn't have to be a block charge, you call a double foul? What are, what are we doing on that? Uh, we're going to call the foul on both players, and we're going to go to point of interruption, right? Good job. Um, I knew that was what it was, I and I – me being me, I got my phone and I got on my rule book and because they went, they went jump ball. Okay. Um, they had one last night in the game that went jump ball and, and it should be um, POI point of interruption on that. So um, I, I, I just, you know, th those are some things when we talk about, and I, I, I think that Chuck will tell us this. It has told us this before. You blew yeah. it, Jim. Oh, hey, I didn't say anything. I said, hey, he has told us this before that get in the rule book. You know, um, you know, because you don't want something to happen like happened at the Iowa game with the fair catch signal or non-fair catch signal or whatever it was. Um, get in the rule book, make the call right the first time and eliminate confusion in that. So um, right. That's one thing that, and, and that's that's you know how out, how often does a double foul happen? Not very I mean, often. I, I like not very I often. To, I try to avoid it because I don't want it. But it, and it was it was absolutely the right call last night. I was watching it and and but I, they they administered it wrong. But that's all right. You know they'll learn from it and move on from there. A lot of times I will have it if I've got two kids battling in the post. And I've talked yeah. to him like, knock it off, knock it off. And you really can't decipher who's pushing who because it's gotten to that point, right? Like, bang, double foul. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. 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 
just got to clean it. You just want to clean it up and let them know you're, you're watching and you're seeing what's going on. And, and we're not, we're not going to put up with it any longer tonight. So for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm sick of listening to you two talk. How about we go to break and hear from our sponsor, Revelton, and then come back with our guests. Awesome. Why take the best corn in the world and make it into fuel when you could make it into whiskey? That's the question that launched Revelton, Iowa's most visible and fastest growing distillery. Owners Rob and Christy Taylor embrace the grain to glass philosophy, sourcing ingredients locally and overseeing on-premises production and bottling at their facility in Osceola. One sip and you'll agree that Revelton's handcrafted whiskeys, gins and vodkas are the best you've ever tasted. And with the launch of their rye whiskey, made with 100% Iowa-grown rye and corn, and their new bourbon coming soon, there's more Revelton to love than ever. Iowa's own Revelton Distillery. ReveltonDistillery.com The great thing about working from home is working from home. The worst thing is working from home, especially for face-to-face collaborations with customers and coworkers. And let's face it, coffee shop meetings are neither private nor professional. So skip the trip to Starbs and investigate Gravitate co-working space. For more than 10 years, Gravitate has provided large and small office and conference spaces, perfect for hosting meetings, workshops, or other events, as well as private phone booths for confidential conversations. Plus, all spaces include secure fiber internet, free coffee, and access to a kitchenette. All you need is your laptop. Gravitate does the rest. And renting space at Gravitate is surprisingly affordable. An hour of office space costs about the same as venti caramel macchiatos and breakfast sandwiches for two. Daily and monthly rates are also available with no long-term commitment. Learn more at GravitateCoworking.com. That's GravitateCoworking.com. That Gravitate right, Coworking sounds really good. Yeah, it does. Sounds amazing. It does. Uh, is our guest here? There he is. Good evening. How you doing? How you doing, Chuck? I'm good. Where'd Sam go? I know. I, I like it better this way. <laughs> there oh, he is. Man, he's back. I'm back, Jim. Jeez, I'll tell you what. I was going to wear my pink clothing, so I better have a pink shirt. Oh, pink. yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Well, everybody, I want to introduce uh, Chuck Britton, who's here with us. He is, I believe, uh, is your official title, the coordinator of officials for yes. the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union. Yes. Awesome. And, right. uh, you know, Chuck is kind of the godfather of the officials. Um, you know, he, he does a ton with preseason meetings, in-season stuff that we get um evaluating officials assigning officials to tournament games i mean i'm sure there's a thousand things that i'm not even thinking of but um it's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and we appreciate that so um chuck welcome thanks for joining us tonight Mm -hmm. thanks Uh, for a moment there for a moment there i thought maybe you had been uh uh uh, drinking with your uh, sponsor oh i am with the, yeah, with that I mean, if you're not supporting our sponsors, you're not doing it right. <laughs> this is a little scary for me, so I'll uh, I'll do my best. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, well, you'll, well, you'll do just fine, Chuck. <laughs> it feels Sam different. Handle it, anybody can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It probably feels a little bit different. Like we're evaluating you a little bit tonight, which is, you know, the opposite of normal when you're at, you know, watching us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So well, Chuck, let me tell tell you, let me tell you re real quick. So I, I saw Chuck last night and um, his, his feedback for me was, oh, you're beyond help. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you and that I all said, year. And I said, you know, you know what? I've heard that before. <laughs> that is true. I, be, uh, I, I realize that you don't, that you don't do a little hop like Giles. So uh, <laughs> I figured you're, on, you're on your own. Dang it. I mean, Scotty had 40 years of experience. I mean, it just doesn't come overnight. No, he's right. a dandy. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> the best. Yeah. So, so Chuck, tell me first of all, like, how did you get into officiating? Go, go way back in time for us and kind of give me your history of how you got there. Well, um, do we do we have to be serious for a while or no? Uh, no, you no, can no. say whatever you want. For what? Uh, no, he, yep. Um, I graduated from Earlham High School in 1973. E Town. Yep. And uh, I didn't have a I didn't have a penny to my name, and I I started refereeing for a little cash, and uh, two guys by the name of Jack Padilla and Dan Neville talked me into officiating, and uh, for 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 anybody that's a little older than me, they would know that they're that those guys were icons, and uh, did it, you know, basically to make some money, and and uh, went to UNI to college and took a referee class. Uh, I refereed for five years before I refereed a varsity game. And my first varsity game was Fort Dodge and Ames uh, boys. And uh, started refereeing college ball the next the next year and uh, worked in the Iowa Conference for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years and and uh, had, a, had a cup of coffee or two at the Division I level, at the mid-major level. And uh, just really like the high school game. Uh, we refereed. We uh, for, I, I told guys for many, many, many years, we never worked a doubleheader. Uh, we worked uh, the CIML, uh, Des Moines Metro at that time, and the Mississippi Valley, and those were all single, single games. And uh, we worked a ton of games at. East and Lincoln and North, and that was back when, uh, man, I, they they filled the gyms. I was telling somebody last night, or not last night, um, on uh, I forget now. They all run together, but I think it was, it might have been Friday night. I was at Marshalltown, and I told somebody that um, last time I was in Marshalltown, they played Ames, and and it was two person at that time, and. Um, I don't remember what call we had. It was but Hoiberg was playing for Ames. I remember that. And um, we made a call at halftime. And I, for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. But that place was packed. And everybody, it wasn't like half. It was everybody was booing. <laughs> and, it, and they weren't they weren't sitting and booing. They were standing up and pointing and booing. I can tell you there is no better feeling in the world than that. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. 
Did you get the call right? I don't remember what it was. It was just so awesome to have everybody booing at us. It was like, <laughs> I remember I remember getting in the locker room and, at halftime and saying, oh, my God, that was cool. And uh, uh, so uh, and then uh, I don't know, worked at work, was lucky enough to referee a few state tournaments and refereed football and just uh, I don't know, just. And this this job I have was was accidental, and so you know I'm I'm glad to have it to do. I so many people gave stuff to me. I if I can give something back, great. Um, there'll be people that think I give something back, and there'll be people that think I'm in the way. But uh, can't please we, everybody. No, I, I'm really proud of the fact. I just looked before I got on here that uh, um, my staff of 25 observers. Uh, we've seen just a little over 220 officials so far this season. Wow. Nice. And we have, uh, we have, you know, information on them. Um, not, th not that we need information on them, but we have, we have feedback and so do they. And uh, that's good. So yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of that. So. How many years did you officiate? Well, I started in 1970. Uh, would be the season of 74 so uh i got and i just got a 50 year plaque so i think 50 or not 50 uh i think 44 nice years. that's awesome more 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 in football than i did in basketball okay and uh um uh, but there's nothing nothing like basketball i mean i go out i go out now and watch and i i you know, I'm jealous. You guys, everybody's having a good time. The sportsmanship is so much better than it used to be. And Are you the sure? Coaches, this is the one thing I laugh about is that people tell me how this coach is tough and that coach is tough. You guys today, you have no idea. <laughs> you, have, you have no idea. We are so prissy. It's you so are. <laughs> well, I saw Mark Core last night at East, and I thought to myself, Man, he used to be he used to be Casper Milk Toast, and I've heard people say he's really tough to work for. So, huh. um, but no, George George Duvall, uh, John Carl, uh, uh, Arnie Zedeker, um, George Funk, those were those were those were battles. Now, they couldn't <laughs> get off the they couldn't get off the off the bench. Oh, so yeah. it made it even oh, worse. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so they, but they, well, they, they were, they, they weren't supposed to. Um, <laughs> Sheriff, Sheriff Funny, Ben Shikorm, I hear, I hear guys all the time being a little afraid to enforce Ben Shikorm and, and to, you know, take a tough stance on some things. And I, uh, I was probably known as the guy that didn't put up with much and, and uh, not because I didn't want to, but because I thought I had, I thought I had a responsibility to the other team. And sometimes I felt like I had a responsibility to the team because when the coach is going crazy, he's not coaching. Yeah. And uh, so one night we worked a game at Cedar Rapids Prairie and the Davenport West coach, uh, his name was Dave Wessels, I believe. He had apparently had seen us referee somewhere before and in coming over to Cedar Rapids and, and, uh, that was back when we could we could stand on the side of the coaches on the on the score score bench side, so like we weren't afraid to talk to each other. <laughs> so, so we would, 
Uh, wait a minute. Now, wait a second. I'm going to stand up for us for just a second. Do you not tell us to be brief? What is it? Be be bold, be brief, be brief wide, and be gone. Brilliant. Yeah. Is, yeah. is it it's brilliant in there? So much to you, you couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it so fast. <laughs> yeah. You, be, all, I, be, all I know is be gone. Be brief. Be bright and be gone. That's be what I bright. said. See, I had it right. Yeah. So I just turn you out, Jim. We're standing there, and he comes up to he comes up to me, and he goes, um, "Well, I suppose we're gonna have to stay seated tonight." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, bench decorum. I suppose you're gonna make us stay seated." I said, "No, sir. You can get up twice." <laughs> and uh, that was. Uh, he goes, "Well, I guess I'll just stay seated." That's fantastic. For, for all of for all of you that don't know, um, that would be two technical fouls, and then he would not be allowed to be there anymore. So, yeah, and he can stand up in the locker room all he wants. <laughs> I think there's a. Um, we had so much fun refereeing. Oh my god, you guys, you're so lucky. I mean, hey, you guys that are still doing it, so lucky. Hey, Andrew, can you can you show a pick real quick uh, that I? Pulled out of the archives of Chuck. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> nice. I mean, okay. can you, what? Chuck? Okay, can I'm, you confirm I'm... that that is you with hair and a mustache? Chuck left us. Yeah. Look at those pipes, man. So look a little like oh, that. He, he's uh... got <laughs> <spot> that. <laughs> yes. Also, I think I think it goes without saying that collared shirt is fantastic as well. It's awesome. Yes. 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 That's nice. awesome. Thank thank you, Andrew, for that. Um, that was for those of you who know Randy Peterson. Randy Peterson. Um, there was a week. There was a week where we refereed. Where we refereed three games. And they involved the top six rated 4A boys basketball teams. And Randy Peterson was at all of them. And he wondered, where, where in the hell are you from? I said, well, I live in Decorah. And he goes, what are you doing in South Des Moines? Um, I said, well, it, I want to work good basketball. And uh, right now we don't have a lot of college basketball. And so high school basketball was it. So. That was that was how that happened. Um, so, yeah. What and What are your? Yes, I do. People said I look like a porn star. I fine. I, 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 will, I will. Andrew, I will tell, Andrew, flash that up one more time for me, real quick. Oh man! The first thing I see is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> But better looking. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, that was 1983. Oh, really? The year I graduated. February one of 1983, Linmar and Kennedy played played each other, and there were seven Division One players on the court at the same time. Wow! Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Wow! And we did it two man, just just uh, uh, an added tidbit. I did a lot of that too, Chuck. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make any of you feel bad, but I wasn't born till '88, so. 
I did one year of two man. It sucked. Yep. Uh, Chuck, tell me what are your what are you doing for the girls' union now? What's what's your official duties? Tell me a little bit about your day and your season, that type of thing. Yeah, um, I'm supposed to coordinate uh, essentially uh, training and and uh, coordinating and postseason and uh, the these evaluations. I have five people spread out all over the state who are my what I call supervisors for lack of a better word. And then they have uh, three observers underneath them who who go out, observe the games, send us feedback. My job is to compile all of that. Now, I'm doing that for both the boys and the girls. Okay. Uh, but my main goal, my main thing is to assign postseason for the girls' union. Up until last year, I had done to both the boys and the girls for three years. And I can tell you that was uh, – if you're going to do it right, it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I I tried to do it right. But yep. <clears throat> so we we had talked in a past podcast, might have been our last one, about evaluations. So when we were at Pella, of course, Doug Deers watched us that night, yeah, and yeah. did an evaluation uh, for the girls' union. So so what do you do with that information, Chuck? What happens after Doug sends that off to? us and to you. Yeah. Um, I go through it. If I see anything, that's a little bit, a little bit crazy. I call that in that, that official talk to okay. them a little bit about what, what they saw. Um, lots of times I'll take those evaluations and go watch a little bit of game film. Um, I try to get out and watch as many games as I can personally before, before the holiday. And, uh, and then I try to watch as much video as I can of, different individuals. Uh, obviously I'm trying to, uh, uh, trying to find out who, who's, um, who's, who's post postseason eligible, which we just found that out here about a week ago. And then, um, uh, trying to put, put people into the proper slots and, and, uh, take everybody's partners and try to keep those together. I think that's important. I think it's important that coaches have input um and so i try to take coaches input and utilize that as well coaches tell you a lot if you shut your mouth and listen they will tell you a lot and um so i i try to get as much information as i can from coaches um that's true in the officiating world too if you if you go out and you and you beat uh, i i know i know everybody gives me the 3b thing but i did i did it for a reason because because if you are brief and you have an idea what you're talking about and you don't stand around waiting for somebody to tell you how good you are, you got a pretty good chance of pretty good chance of excelling at this. And uh, um, so I spend a lot of time watching and listening and uh, trying to uh, trying to uh, recognize who's who's really working at it, who's not really working at it, who's. Just lots of different things, but and that and that I get off of those off of those uh, those ratings. They come to me. Uh, uh, they come to me on a Google spreadsheet, so I get them immediately. Okay. So, like today, I had I think I had nineteen today. Wow. And uh, I usually my wife my wife gets up about seven thirty, and I I get up about four thirty, 
Wow. So I can I get two or three hours of of quiet time that I can do that and and uh, and now with Huddle I can go on and look at your game pretty quick. And I have access to every game, so it's that's changed a lot in the last few years, and we've talked about that, right? We can review yeah, film almost yeah. almost instantaneously. It, after. It so that's got to be nice for you to not yeah. have to travel to every single yeah. game, also. Yeah. I, one thing I wish officials would do is when they review their film, they quit worrying about their judgment. I wish they'd worry more about: Are they in position? Are they? Are their mechanics good? Uh, you know, it, it, it tells you a lot. Um, and uh, I, I spent a lot of time. You guys, you guys probably know you get you go to the state tournament, and you're pretty much assured you're going to have people with good mechanics and and. Uh, People that are usually in position, so yep. it's it's, it's uh, interesting. Do you get a lot of questions daily then from coaches, officials? Yeah, uh, probably more from Gary and and um, from Gary Ross. Um, he gets probably more of the questions, and then he forwards them on. Um, I deal with with quite a bit of the what I call conflict, you know, like some, some girl gets in a fight or, or some foul didn't get called. And, um, I kind of deal with that, but, and I, I, uh, you know, that's a, that's a touchy situation. You got, you got to be compassionate yet understand that, Hey, we're going to miss them occasionally right. and uh, we're not perfect. And, I do the best I can not to, th well, no, I don't do the best I can. I, I, I make sure I don't throw anybody under the bus and, uh, try to keep everybody kind of in the middle and try to keep those conflicts from, from blowing up. Um, uh, my, as you know, my, my boss at the girls union is, uh, she's, she's awesome. So we hope to have her on a future podcast yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You should have had yeah. her on tonight instead of me. That would have been a lot. <laughs> we had to have a godfather first. That would have been a lot. That would have been a lot better for you. So, Chuck, you said you you call the official. You know, if you have something alarming after the game. So, I just want to yeah. know, Sam, when he called you after that Pella game, what did he have to say? <laughs> you know what? I didn't have any missed calls or voicemails, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. I said he was beyond help. Yeah, yeah. He he told me last night what he was going to call me and tell me. That's funny. <laughs> so, Chuck, I got a question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> you uh, in the winter go down to Florida, correct? Yeah. So, you know, we talk about the, what you do here. You come back to do the state tournament stuff and that, correct? Yeah. And so, what? Um, what makes it so much that you feel that you give up that to, to Florida to come back and do this in Iowa? Oh my God. You guys bust your tail all winter long. It would be so disrespectful. Well, I, it, I mean, I just, be... you know, I'm, I'm amazed because, you know, uh, you go down there, you spend your time in Florida. And then when it comes, you know, that tournament time, you come back to, to finish up the state tournament, I just think that, that I just yeah. I think that shows how much you give back to the to the game of basketball by doing stuff like that. How I appreciate it. 
I, I just would I just would have viewed that it would be disrespectful. And I, I I'll tell you, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be able to relax if I was down there. I I, I think that there is uh, I know other, I know other people feel differently about this and that's fine. They're more than entitled to. It. But I truly believe that there is a huge, huge, huge advantage to having that time at the state tournament where you have that pregame. And um, I, I think, uh, boy, I, I just think you, it wouldn't be good if you didn't have that. And, and I like to come back because I like to see the fruits of my work. Um, you know, if, when, well, whether people believe it or not, when you're when you're on the court, I'm, I'm living and dying right with you. And um, I'm hoping the game's going perfect. Jean can tell you that she, she's watched me, she's watched me walk the hallway in the back um, when, when things are really tight and, and uh, um, I think things could go sideways. I mean, uh, shoot, my refereeing shoes are on when you guys are working. Uh, I'm getting better at that where it doesn't probably, I probably don't show it like I did, but oh man. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. In fact, if, if I, if I couldn't come back, I, I would, I'd quit. I, I think it would be, I just think it's disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful for us as administrators not to go out and see who's working. You can watch film, but you can't you can't see how it's going how it's going on. I watched a uh it wasn't you, Sam. Um I watched a young guy last night who Who must have been good. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you know, I could change my story, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I watched a young guy who tried who tried to convince a coach a coach of something last night while a free throw is going on, and he forgot that after a missed free throw, there there was gonna be play. And he's still standing there talking to the coach. And it's like I think I just think that that's what that's what I can offer, I think. And uh so we visited about it. I, I, I wasn't going to stay as long as I did, but I stayed until they were available and just shared it. You know, yeah. Got it's it is all business when you're out there because you can't have any fun if you're doing a lousy job. Right. That's well, and I we've talked about it. Um, <clears throat> ben and Sam and I have talked about valuations are are great um, for anybody. You know, we talk about it. Teaching, I, I always remember being when I was at the elementary teaching and some of the teachers would get so nervous because they were being evaluated this week or whatever. And yeah. I just always felt that, first of all, if I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing, I'd like for somebody to tell me that. Yeah. And if I'm doing something good, I like to hear that stuff, too. So, yeah. you know, it, it can only make us better at what we do um, yeah. if we really if we really want to be at the top of our game. Being evaluated is always a good thing, never a bad thing. I'm really proud that we have a lot of really experienced officials who are observing, and um, and they're not working. I, um, I I used to see that a lot, where the person evaluating was also working, and it, it, it I don't know, just it just it wasn't clean, and uh, so now you can not like it, but at least they're not they're not gaining any advantage. And, and I, I just think it, it probably looks more ethical in my, my mind. I agree. So, yeah. so, uh, 
Funny stories. I don't have any funny stories. Uh, well, I do have, but I probably shouldn't tell those. <laughs> uh, I do have any of those either. either. <laughs> how many? How many people are wat are watching this? Because I do have one thing I'd like to say. Um, next Wednesday night, we're going to do a statewide uh, webinar. And um, if you have a if you have a play or you have a question about a play, if you want to email it to me, that'd be great. We'll try to answer it on the on the webinar. And um, we've got a few clips that we're going to try to show. I understand the last uh, the last Zoom meeting was a struggle, so we're going to try to make this not a struggle. But uh, if somebody has any any things for that, any uh, ideas for that, I appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Okay. And What's that's your best? just me. So, sorry. What? <laughs> What's your best advice for a new or a young official? Work every game you can, as often as you can, with as many different people as you can, and listen to everything somebody tells you and decide what's positive for you and what's negative for you and shut up and move on with it. And I'll tell you, Ethan Go Gordon is a is a prime example of work every game. We worked with him one early uh, at the Jamboree. He had fifty four dates scheduled, but he can do that because he's yeah. young yeah. enough. Yep. Did you say Ethan Gordon? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I actually just talked to him a couple of days ago. Well, we enjoyed working with him. He's yeah. he's a good yeah. official. Well, and that's the that's the one thing I would I would tell people is is that and we've been saying it Pete, Pete and I've been saying it for years, but there's a lot of really good young officials out there, and uh, they just need they just need time. I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but I I've refereed for I guess I I refereed my state first state tournament when I was 27, so eight or nine years. And uh, I know people that refereed for 15 or 20 years never never worked a state tournament. And I know people that worked all their life never worked one. I, I just I, I don't think that should be anybody's goal. I think that uh, uh, maybe it's a goal, but I don't think you should beat yourself up if you don't make it. That's uh, that's pretty lofty air there. So yeah. yeah, Chuck, do you think it's a good or a bad thing that I'm partnered up with Ben and Jim? I would say it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I would say you have so much more upside. <laughs> That's because he's actually young. You know what? Yes. I like I'm, free beer. I'm almost like not young anymore. Oh my, shut up. <laughs> you, know, Sam, you know, Sam, that's true. You know, they used to tell me you'll be a young official and then all of a sudden you're old. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. feel like I'm. Yeah. A young, young one anymore. Sorry, Jim. I know that <laughs> doesn't make you feel good. How'd you feel last night? Did you feel young? I felt halfway young. Did you feel like you were that? Did you feel like you needed to be the leader last night? I did feel like I needed to be the leader. That would be that was a good move on your part. <laughs> mm -hmm. That uh, those guys are pretty good officials. They are I'm, absolutely. Uh, that's a uh, that's one of those deals where a little cleaner, a little cleaner mechanics, and uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty solid. Yeah, it was a good night. 
Yeah, really, really was. was. Yeah. I went over to uh, went over to North after that and I was at Lincoln before you. Okay. Wow. And three game three night or three games in one night? Yeah, it worked out pretty good. I got to watch a, a half and then I got I got to watch a little over a quarter and then I got to watch a half and then I was home at eleven. So nice. Yeah. Did you the, have any popcorn anywhere? I did. I had popcorn at North. Yeah. And was it good? Um, do you follow my, do you follow my ex account? I don't know if I do. Okay. Oh, we no, will now sure either. I always put, I always put the popcorn on my ex account and, the, and, uh, and share who has good popcorn right now. New Hampton high school has the best popcorn in Iowa. That's, what? You're going to have, you're going to have to get us a game there, I guess, next year. So we can rate their popcorn on our podcast. There you go. I I've tried I tried to get some of you guys to come up and work games, but you seem to always have a better offer. <laughs> some of us have jobs that don't allow us to travel for three hours a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, who's your boss, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> I'll agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, you guys, you guys can, you guys can tell. What, what, what do you think? Is it? Are, are we doing anything right? Are we making? Are we doing doing good things? I mean, people, people appreciate the observers being in the gym. Oh, we do. Yeah, uh, we do for sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say. I think. I think the coaches know it too. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it matters what level you are at. Beginner, um, intermediate, experience, doing it for a long time. I, I think it's nice to see somebody in there that you know gives you some valuable feedback. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I think glad we're doing it. I'm not sure if we've touched on this, but it feels like most officials are like type A personalities, right? I mean, it, you about have to be to be able to do this and mm-hmm. take the criticism and the, mm-hmm. some of the crap we go through on a nightly basis. Right. Yep. But I also think if you aren't looking to improve every single night, you're out there and asking the question of your crewmates that night or an evaluator or maybe even a coach or something, right. I don't think you're doing yourself a, uh, or you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not doing that. I mean, I think yeah. every night we can strive to get better and, and film has been a great way of doing that. And all these evaluations have been a great way of doing that, I think. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to Chuck's point, to Chuck's point earlier, you know, as I'm watching film of games that I've officiated, I'm going to look back at, you know, am I in position like that's just stuff that I haven't really thought about, but since Chuck said that, you know, it's just the the little things that you can do as you watch your film back. So, yeah, I think I think everybody needs to realize that we're going to miss calls. And if we talked position, about that earlier before you came on, we're going to miss some. Yeah, and if we miss them and we're in position, we can get by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I heard one of your one of your favorite lines uh, um, I, I always knew that uh, that if I made a mistake I, I should own up to it I always thought accountability was huge yeah 
And when I thought I didn't make a mistake, I would just say, Coach, if it happened the way you said it did, I missed it. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a great comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm probably getting too serious here, but refereed a football playoff game in um, at Sioux City, Healing. It was a semifinal. And the reason I tell the story is, is that everybody makes mistakes. Well, we had a blocked. Um, it was a semifinal. Valley was Valley was ahead of Healan, and they were going they were going to kick to go up by four points, a field goal. Middle of the fourth quarter, and um, kid kicks start goes to kick it, and the and Helan blocks it, blocks it up over his head, takes a big high, it, it goes high on the in the in the air lands on a field and takes a big bounce and this this kid catches it in in stride headed for the other goal line the only problem was is that the referee on the game blew his whistle and he wasn't going to get he wasn't going to get that touchdown well this kid ran 70 yards all the way to the goal line he didn't stop even though he heard the whistle <laughs> and i was about i just wanted to take a a shovel and crawl in that hole. I really did. So we bring it back. My umpire is standing around. He's 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 not being brief. And I <laughs> I I said, Gary, sit the damn ball down. Let's go. So I mark it first down healing. My wing guy blows his whistle and starts to run in and he goes, Hey co- hey Chuck, Coach Malsom, who uh for those of you who know Jenny Malsom, her husband, Joe, was the head coach of Healing, who I did not know at all. So he goes, uh, Coach Malson would like to talk to you. <laughs> I went, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went kind of over a little bit of jogging over to the sideline, and I'm thinking, what am I going to say to this guy? I have no idea what I'm going to say to him. And uh, he starts to go crazy. I said, whoa, wait a minute. I did not come over here to listen to you. I came over here because you're going to listen to me. I said, here's what I had, an introvert whistle. I have no idea why I blew that whistle. None, but I did. You're not getting the touchdown. You're going to get the football where you recovered it. We're going to go first down. We're going to go first down your way. I said, now you have 30 seconds. You can do or say anything you want to do to me. But when that's over, we're done. I'll never forget it. He looked me square in the eye and he said, how can I argue with that? <laughs> nice. Good story. <laughs> so I get, I get, start to head back to the middle of the field. Well, actually, I said to him, I said, we good? He goes, we're good. I head back to the middle of the field. And about halfway, he yells, Chuck, come here. So I turn around and I go back and he, and I said, yes, coach. He go, he looked at me square in the eye and he goes, you better hope we score. <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, we went back and they, and luckily they did score a touchdown and they won the game. But uh, man, you talk about, Stupid things, and I yeah. when I'm watching when I'm watching officials, I, those things go through my head. Everybody has them, and uh, yeah. 
It's how you deal with them. So, anyway. Um, how many officials you got this year? Do you know, like, varsity level or? Yeah, there's uh, it was right at seventeen hundred. Um, it was right at seventeen hundred and fifty that are registered. I believe that's about one hundred and twenty-five more than last year. Awesome, I think. Wow. And uh, the part that's the part that's the best, in my opinion, is is that uh, when I started doing this um, six seven years ago, we had three hundred and thirty some people that were eligible for postseason. Um, we have five hundred five this year. Wow. And some of it is, is that I think it's a little more clear on what you have to do to be postseason eligible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I think the dragonfly change was really good uh, where you can put your schedule in all the way up through, through January. If you want to make changes, that kind of thing. Although I don't think that's that big a deal, but, but at least giving you the option to do it. So can you tell us, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about how you narrow down that, 500 and some tournament eligible officials to your first round game, second, you know, all the way down yeah. to the state I, tournament. There were six hundred. There were 635 officials who wanted to be in postseason. There were 505 who had a recommendation from a coach or a school. What, so that means the coach or school said mm-hmm. – they were a good official, basically. They, yeah, they like would that. like to have them in a tournament game. I'd like that official to work my postseason. My postseason. Okay. I think that is worthy of um, at least a notice. Obviously, I can't use 505 officials because there's not that many spots. Um, um, and then I start to pare it down. And uh, some of it might be uh, there's a really good official who's worked for for three or four years and they started out with one recommendation and next year they have two and the next year they have three. Well, they're going in the right direction and uh, they may need to be paired with two veterans. I'm, I'm trying to do more splitting with early, early rounds because there's a lot of, re- there's a lot of reasons for it. And um, you want me to tell you what those are? Yeah. You want me to- okay. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Um, reason I do that is, is that, uh, I remember when we were working, um, early round tournament games, sometimes they weren't like, we were, we weren't that excited about where we were. And, uh, I think if you take a veteran and put them with a couple new people, new people, all of a sudden you have two people that are really excited and you have a veteran who is, uh, given an opportunity to help somebody. And so, um, and maybe there's less worried about what the what the actual game is that they're at, and more about how can I help, how can I help this guy, or this gal. Um, but speaking of gal, I, I, or speaking of ladies, I, I, I'm really proud of the fact that we've we've got about 50 females that are uh, licensed to referee, and I, I think we have 13 that'll be working postseason, nice. which I'm very excited about, and. Uh, We've we've really done a good job, I think, of identifying new people, um, new high quality people, and moving them forward. So the schools and the coaches do a really good job of of uh, letting us know who who's doing a good job. So how how many officials make it to the state tournament? Sixty. This year will be a little different because uh, we're going to have bench official for each day for each game. 
Uh, so there'll be 60 on the floor, and there'll be uh, uh, four bench officials. Four, uh, four bench officials on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then two officials who worked on the floor will be bench officials on Friday and Saturday. Um, so if we have on the championship games or that kind of thing, so gotcha. Yeah, um, forty-five officials will work two games, and fifteen will work one. Okay, and we'll probably bring in—I don't know—we're going to try to bring in sixty new guys this year and get rid of get rid of the old lot, bring in new new people. Yeah, sorry, Jim. Well, I guess that's all the time we have. <laughs> uh, we'll see you later, Chuck. <laughs> Uh, I like to, I like to, um, if, if somebody's worthy, I like to rotate, you know, um, yep. and, uh, I don't, I don't really like, I don't necessarily like how it is. I, I'd like to do maybe some more, some more juggling, but, um, it's, it, it's a pretty good system. I, 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 I know everybody, all the officials, Officials hate the recommendation system. I know they do, but but I'm telling you, it, it is almost spot on. It really is. So between recommendations and your evaluations and your knowledge of those officials, that's kind of how you get to yep. who's at the state tournament, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good. Yep. And then I have to approve everything with Gene and and sure. Gary and. Uh, to the to this point, she's never questioned anything. I mean, she's been she's awesome. I don't think we have any idea, maybe how awesome. So, yeah, yeah, she's great. Yep, yeah, she is. You know her. You know she. You know her old 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 boss was Troy Dannon. Yep, and uh, he he must have known what he was doing because he's he's he uh, he's making enough money now he didn't have to talk to the rest of us <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> funny uh right here, what funny troy's troy dannon story yep troy was in college and uh, we were we were, we were good friends i was in his first wedding and uh um he did not referee football but we went up to uh, crestwood one night to referee football and we've been having a little problem with one of our wing guys and, this uh, this wing guy, uh, this wing guy made this maybe tell you a little bit about who I am. This my this wingman made it made a call in the game, and then at the at the uh, uh, there was a call that was really you know everybody on the sideline erupted. It's one of those things where you know that pretty much everybody is right, and uh, you you know how that yeah. yeah. So uh, so I went over to him and I said now. Did that clip happen before the change of possession? And he goes, "Yeah, it happened change before the change of possession." And the coach just raised holy hell. So I thought, God, I don't know. He's raising hell. I, I better ask him again. I said, and he was in that officials here, and he says, uh, "Did he?" Um, I said, "No." Was that before the change of possession or after? And he and he changed it, and he goes after. Well, this was about the third week in a row that we had had this, and. Troy Dannon had decided he was going to ride along with us to go to Crestwood and watch us referee football. At Crestwood, you have to go you, at halftime. You go and sit in a van by the, <laughs> side, by the side of the field. Is there a river down by the river? <laughs> there, 
There is no, there is not, but there's a, a, a babbling brook. <laughs> so, uh, so this guy, we get in the car and this guy is, starts popping off about how, what a jerk this coach is and how he couldn't get along with them. And, and uh, he wouldn't believe anything he said. And da, 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 da. finally, I could tell my crew was about ready to explode. So I just turned and looked at the guy. I said, um, I said, I, I don't know about all of that, but I do know this. I said, you, you're about to work your last half of a football game <laughs> with our crew. And I want your flag and I want your whistle. Ooh. And we went back out. It was pretty, it was warm. That night was warm, but it was cold. And we went out and we drove, we, we, we finished the game. It went fine. We didn't have any stupid calls on that sideline. And uh, we got home to Cedar Falls that night and uh, I had dropped this guy off and I turned to Troy. I said, Hey, have you ever worked football? He goes, no. I said, you're not licensed. He goes, no. I said, well, what are you doing next Friday? Cause I need a guy. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we got Troy licensed on Monday morning and went and worked a junior high game at, uh, at New Hartford, Iowa. And then we took him to Waterloo and worked two junior high games at uh, middle school there. And uh, on Friday night, he worked his first varsity football game with us at all line. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and he did a great job. He really did. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's, He's a good dude, and he doesn't even talk to me anymore, so he's big. That's a great story because I've been trying to figure out how to have that conversation with you. There you go. Just get him in a van. (laughs) Just get him in a van, Sam. (laughs) Oh, Sam. So that that reminds me of a football story we had actually at our place this year um, at Melcher Dallas. And I'm out on the field watching a little flag football game as the AD and watching it go on, taking a few pictures of it. And one of the other officials comes out on the field and says, hey, I need your help. I got two officials that are arguing with each other. (laughs) So we have a dugout and then I have a shed at the end of the dugout that I clean everything out of it. And that's where the officials go at halftime. And I, I come around the corner and there's, one that's yelling at the other official. Yeah. And I went in and I said, Hey, I said, all of my fans can hear you right back behind here yelling. This has got to stop. And they talked about some things. And I said, and one guy kept arguing. I said, you are either going to quit arguing or you're going to leave. <laughs> and they, they finally did, but it was all over the um, referee trying to explain just a mechanic issue to the umpire and the umpire took offense to it and was all mad about it and didn't want him telling him what to do. And so I honestly, the, the referee talked to me after the game. He said, what would you do? I said, he wouldn't be on my crew next week. (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're gone. (laughs) Yeah. You're gone. So it, you know, crazy things happen when you officiate and luck, luckily, um, Luckily, I haven't, you know, hit Sam. Well, maybe I have, but we won't talk about yeah. that. But, uh, you know, luckily we, we do get along very well, and we have a lot of fun doing what we do. Otherwise, yeah, we do. I don't know yeah. how you would do it any longer. Yeah. 
-hmm. Well, you know, back in the good old days, if you were working six on six, you could throw the ball at their head. I did that. <laughs> I used to throw it at my uncle's uh, feet every once in a while. <laughs> Sam, um, six on six was basketball back before you were born and the girl's side. And oh, yeah, okay. you know, yeah, I wasn't, it I wasn't familiar. The, took it out of the peach basket and then threw it up to the other official who bounced it to the person at the center court. So that's when you yeah. were whittling your whistles out of dinosaur bones, right, Jim? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, you do funny. you guys have any other questions for Chuck? No. Just glad you came no, on here. We, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. Some wisdom. Thanks a lot, Chuck. I got I got one more for you before you go here. Mm. What's your favorite officiating moment? My favorite officiating moment, like when you're like when you're officiating. For you, yeah. For you, what's your favorite moment that you've had? My favorite moment was was calling up an offensive foul on Kevin Duckworth. No kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did he like the call? He did not. <laughs> they was, never do. That was back when they played uh, Eastern Illinois. Played at Northern Iowa. In the Uni Dome, and when when Kevin Duckworth would come down and set up in the post, it was like an eclipse. <laughs> I bet it got. I mean, he blocked out all the light. He was so <laughs> he was so huge. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite moment. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your time. And uh, I think we could do this again if you'd if you'd be willing to come back again, and we could go another hour easy. So we appreciate yeah. it. I'll have my Absolutely. agent give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And, and officials, don't forget next Wednesday at uh, six thirty will be that webinar. So hey, let me do one more story. Yeah. You, okay. you remember Johnny? Oh, you guys aren't old enough. Remember Johnny Orr coaching at Iowa State? Of course. Oh yeah. Okay. Remember his assistant, Charlie Harrison? Mm -hmm. Okay. He had a little, like a little peg leg. Yep. Okay. Well, Charlie Harrison left Iowa State, went to Eastern Carolina. Okay. Okay. He was the head coach at Eastern Carolina. Eastern Carolina played Western Illinois. And Randy, Randy Bruns and myself were assigned that, that game. And I don't know what Charlie Harrison said, but he said something that Randy kind of, was kind of one of those things where Randy kind of wanted to say, well, that's a dumbass thing to say, except he gave him that little wry smile. <laughs> Char and Charlie Harrison went off. He went off. He goes, this is my livelihood. You're laughing at me. I can't. <laughs> went crazy. Game got over and he chased us to the locker room. And he was, and he was doing his best gesture impression, impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> running across that court <laughs> and we got in we got in the locker room before he did and he stood out there for five minutes banging on that door holy cow you had to you had to be there to see it but uh, oh. if you know who chester was with matt Dillon, that was charlie harrison <laughs> that's fantastic. good stuff oh. well thank you again for joining us and uh Yes, I'm sure we'll see you, you down the road. And uh, thanks for everything you do for the officials here in the state. Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you, guys. Yep. Appreciate Thanks. it.
Have Thank you very one. much. Thanks, you too. You too. Keep up the work. We'll try. We will. Stuff, Jim. Am I out of here? <laughs> I think You're so. Out. Do you take me out or do you or do I take me out? Well, uh, go ahead. Kick yourself out. There we go. <laughs> He's gone. He gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. Well, wow. I mean, whew. we're at an hour and a half. Fantastic. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we and we could go longer with Chuck. That's that's awesome having him on. Yeah, tons of stories. Absolutely great. Appreciate what he does. It's a, and it's a good thing we didn't have those videos tonight because we'd be at two hours. Yeah, we probably yeah. lost all our viewers by we, now. Yeah, but, they're uh, probably like we can't listen this long to these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you guys got anything else? Looking through his bifocals like this. I can't stand looking at. Jim either. Hey, Sam, knock it off. All right. <laughs> um, really, well, we just need to touch on our week, upcoming uh, schedule. Yeah. Yep. I don't yeah, think I'm wanna... working with you guys next week, right? No, you're. We we got rid of Jim for a little bit. He has had, to actually yeah. work have, at his. I have two job. home games next week. I'm sorry. No, you don't. They're at Southeast Warren. Well, they're home games, but they're at Southeast Warren. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, you kind of um, start and finish these two weeks before our next podcast. We have you Friday with us at ADEL, ADM against Bondurant Ferrar. That'll be yep. that'll be a fun night. That'll and then our last game, that Tuesday before our next podcast, we're at Panorama, and you're back with us then. Panorama and Woodward Granger. Got it. <clears throat> and then uh, Sam and I have got, oh, three, three other games in between there where we're going to um, – Actually, Audubon on Saturday. That's um. This Saturday is Elkhorn, isn't it? Yeah, Elkhorn, Exira, and now Audubon on the girls' side. They joined because I think Audubon had low numbers. Oh, gotcha. So that really that just got changed. We're going to Audubon, and they play oh. IKM Manning, I believe. And uh, Casey Pelzer will be with us. Shout out to Casey. I know he was upset that we haven't mentioned him every time in the podcast. Shout out and to Casey. Be, there you go, the last Casey. Time. <laughs> Pastor Casey, by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then uh, Tuesday the 12th, we head to Green County. And uh, they play Nevada. And uh, I believe, is it Chris Marzen that's with us that night? I think so. With Sam and I, good young official also. And then uh, December 15th is a Friday, and we go to Des Moines East against Des Moines Hoover. And that'll be uh, me and Sam and Casey again. So um, then I go to Des Moines East on Saturday. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and then we're at Panorama back with Jim. So that's kind of our next two weeks before our next podcast. And then I think we just have one more game after that before, uh, yeah, until Christmas at, break, right? Yeah. yeah, at DCG. Yep, the twenty yeah. first. Yep. So. That'll be a fantastic night. That'll be that'll fun. be a good one. It will. Yeah. yeah for sure. Okay. Well, hey, you guys got anything else? That's it. All right. As always, thanks to Gravitate Coworking Studio, Revelton, and also Three Beards Media and Andrew in the background. Appreciate all you guys. Thanks, uh, Andrew. As possible. And, yep, thanks, uh, Andrew. With that, we'll sign off and see you next time. Thanks. Bye bye. See you Later. guys. Later.